Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Greetings, this is Talk Cosmos. I'm Subaru's Minahan, and tonight is August 31st. This show will repeat on Thursday morning, September 5th at 6 in the morning, and this is Pacific Time. The subject tonight is Virgo New Moon. It is the new moon. Today is the new moon, and it involves several planets, including Mars and Venus. Actually, there's five, Mercury and Juno. It's quite a stellium, and stellium means more than three. The new moon, just briefly speaking, is when the Earth is between the sun and the moon, and the moon has its dark face, so we can't see it. And they actually set at the same time, approximately, the moon with the sun, meaning that the sun's beams are too bright, they call under the beams, and so we can't see it. And if we can, it might be a slight sliver, and so it's a new moon. Tonight's guest has been on the program before, Madam Simon. And Madam Simon is an archetypal astrologer. She writes quite a bit and is a visionary fine artist. She studies many forms of Lilith and is quite expert in this result, which will be pertinent for today's chart also. And Madam Simon is a tarot reader at the Chapel of Sacred Mirror in New York. So it's, I'm very happy to uh, greet and say hi, Simon. Madam Simon, it's a really a pleasure. Likewise, Sue. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. Well, today's uh, new moon was, I'm trying to remember exactly what time it was. I, I have it written down. Actually, the, it was yesterday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad we determined that right away. Okay, so yes, it was on the 30th. Yes, it was uh, yesterday at 3.37 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Okay, yeah, I'm thinking of already, I'm um, projected ahead for Libra. Well, a new moon, it is really the start of a new beginning. And Well, and we're just at the, the end of the first week of Virgo season. Um, so we're in that kind of that initial Virgo energy, um, and that's being emphasized by uh, this new moon with that big stellium in Virgo. Yes, as far as, you mean, like gathering information and making discernments. I know that, I guess now I'll bring it up since it makes sense. I was thinking that it's such a personal sign. It is underneath the horizon. Of course, it's finishing up our personal development for growth, but I just spoke with a mutual well with a friend an astrologer who's going through a great deal of um, new decisions and getting a pet to replace a pet that had passed and I realized well Virgo is very much concerned with small pets and in that course of choosing the pet and going the distance suddenly having to go across country to pick up the pet and which also relates I'm sort of jumping into the the chart itself but Iran is is emphasized 
I thought how evident that is. And then also it really resulted a lot of conversation since Mercury is in um, Virgo right now too with her partner and Juno is of marital partnership and they determined yes this would be very good for them took a great deal of conversation because she was trying to emphasize how the value and importance to her value with Venus and the action Mars of doing this I thought my goodness it's like listening to the whole chart and then, you know, right, in fact, they even bonded further to make the name, the new name of this cat the password for some of their online uh, uh, programs, which, again, Aranis. I thought, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is very uh, apropos. Yeah. Um, you know, Virgo is, um, you, you mentioned Mercury. Mercury is the ruler of Virgo. Um, and at the same time, Virgo's a, a mutable earth sign. So it's this combination of um, thought and physicality um, in this sign. So it's, it's, it's very interesting because it, um, it, it gives us this, um, this sense of embodiment that at the same time is very conscious and so that, I think, contributes to that sense of, of being personal that you're talking about. I like this definition. Embodiment. Wonderful word. So appropriate. Yes. And conscious. Indeed. Yeah, Virgo is very mindful about our rela relationship with the material world. Mindful. I've been using that word all day long. It's really the present being uh, connecting. And as you say, you know, connecting, connecting the physical, if you're going to set something down, where did you put it? Well, it's, I mean, it's just a tiny detail, but the details in Virgo really are to be paid attention to. So that word of, I'm glad to hear you express this. Yes. Yeah. Attention to detail is definitely a, a well-known Virgo trait, um, but also attention to growth um, and you know, our daily habits and how we practice things in order to perfect them, in order to achieve mastery. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so so um, how this Virgo new moon is interacting with us, you know, depending upon where Virgo is in our charts, um, we see this huge pileup of personal planets in Virgo that, you know, bring home that sense of, of personalness that you're describing mm -hmm. um, and in that whatever area of our chart we have Virgo we now have this opportunity to really perfect our our interface with that area of life um, you know especially because so we had uh, yesterday's new moon had this massive stellium that had the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars all together, uh, along with Juno, as you mentioned. And then um, that had uh, Uranus and Taurus was tightly trining the sun, moon, and Mars during that time. Um, and Uranus has been um, going through this process of trining the other members of that stellium over the past week. Um, and then Saturn in Capricorn is, is more loosely trining Venus at the, this time. So this stellium 
um, is forming this kind of ongoing grand earth prime um, after having had you know this series of trines from the stellium to Uranus over the past week and then over the next couple of weeks heading to the full moon the stellium will form trines first with Saturn and then with Pluto and Capricorn so it's a bit like um, Uranus is getting each of these Virgo stellium planets and luminaries all jazzed up with freedom and possibility um, and then passing the baton to Saturn to help them keep up the momentum um, of whatever it is that we've decided to grow and perfect during this lunar cycle. And there's this emphasis on patience and steady growth and daily practice. Really great way to build those goals and envision what it is that we're wanting to empower and, 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 and work on. It truly is what with this energy, like you say, of the trine, which is an e, you know, for other, for non-astrologers, is a, uh, where the m motion, the energy moves freely, you know, 60 degrees. And with that huge conjunction of all those five planets and the asteroid connecting so many elements of our psyche, our will of, of sun, emotion of moon, our desires of, 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 of what we want to attract, with Venus and Mars of our action, and then how to put it all together with the discerning ruler Mercury in its own sign that wants to marry us to some concept here that we're, it's really a fortuitous, a lot of work, a lot of energy here. And, you know, I was reading a little more about Virgo through a few astrologers because, once again, it's gathering the information and discerning it, the great trade of Virgo and it, it struck me how the idea that the early environment of Virgo those people that have Virgo or maybe any situation with Virgo is is that there was an out of control you know the opposite of act of the axis of the 12th house or Pisces and Neptune it, it, it holds that space and so having things out of control in the sixth house is where we work to gain control and to clean it up and to fix things. And so that's, you know, such a, uh, an industrious energy that has a lot of uh, support. Right, support via the, that grand trine. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and with, you know, this, what we're going to be seeing over the next couple of weeks as we move to the, toward the full moon is that, you know, we've got this, this uh, very conscious, mindful, um, growth-oriented energy that also wants to be a service, because remember, that's a, a core Virgo trait, yes. right? Yes. Okay. And then because these planets are going to be trining first Saturn and then they're going to go to trining Pluto as well. Mm. So we've got Saturn in his home sign of Capricorn, who's going to give us that patience and self-discipline to apply that daily Virgo in practice and discipline. we work steadily at it with real interest in the details of what we're doing. It's not just a chore, right? 
And then Saturn passes the baton to Pluto to give us this deep regenerative and transformative power that can take all of that Virgoan practice and tempering and perfecting in our daily lives and give it depth and profundity and make it reverberate and shake things up on a much greater scale. You know, so right before the show, we were talking about, you know, the, the difference between that personal sense um, with Virgo and then the larger things going on in the world. Well, this new moon actually gives us this amazing opportunity to work on what is personal in order to affect what is transpersonal. Okay. Oh, Remember that Virgo good, yes. wants to be of service. So while you know, especially when we've got that, that, like I said, Saturn passes the baton to Pluto after, after getting the baton from Uranus, right? And Pluto on his bad days can be an oligarch, a, a plutocrat, <laughs> right? Abusing power. It is. But about but that keep element. in mind, sorry, what? No, oh, I was just, no, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just um, confirming, yes, it is about power or no power. Yes, go ahead. But here's the thing, misusing Plutonian power for selfish ends ultimately bites back. Mm. So when we're looking at now, we've got this lovely grand trine energy and it's going to move forward into these trines with Pluto from the members of that Virgo stellium. Um, this is an opportunity for us to realize that the power within us can be shared in loving and mindful Virgoan service that now generates a sustainable capa capacity to do great things. Well, this okay. is great. It, it instantly, I was thinking of the Amazon with the environment. And as you were saying, you know, for selfish purposes can bite one because as we know that the, uh, the governmental, the person, I, I don't, his name at any rate, uh, Bolsonaro. Yes, Bolsonaro. <laughs> he is, had changed the regulations for the few, meaning that they it was deregulated, allowing this this practice of clearing the land. And then, of course, there's been the meeting back in France where the six plus one is it has been designated now a little bit in truthful essence, in a sense of of the unity of of powers of of thinking. But the fact is, is trying to say to Brazil, to the leadership of Brazil, that this is a global energy necessity. And, of course, environment is distinct. It's an interesting thing because the wild, of course, is Pisces. But fixing the environment and just living within the environment, our space, is so Virgo. So, and here it is where you wonder if, um, if they were to clear all that land for beef or soybeans or whatever they're, the, con the not, con not the people, but the manage, you know, the rulers or government is trying to, to, to support, gee, you could see that it would be a dust bowl, perhaps, like the Sahara once, that mm -hmm. also once was quite a forest and deforested. So I'm thinking, yes, you're absolutely right. It's an example of getting bit potential. Right. Um, well, now, at the same time, we have to keep in mind while we're looking at all of this um, that 
this new moon is also happening against that backdrop, that ongoing backdrop of the nuclear, uh, the Jupiter Neptune square. Okay, that still in, is in effect. Um, there's, um, you know, it's it's had uh, a couple of of um, exact squares thus far, and I think we've got another one coming up on um, the twenty first. I think yes, I right. Think um, and that same Virgo stellium is going to go through a series of squares to Jupiter in oppositions to Neptune during this same lunar cycle. Yes. Um, so it's very important for us to you know, to, to be aware of um, some of those challenges from that bigger picture. Um, you know, even as we're, we're focused on Virgo details, right? But both Jupiter and Neptune are looking at that, that much bigger picture, right? Mm. Um, and it's also very important for us to pace ourselves during this time. Um, and you know, not get delusional about our capabilities, but also not get too overwhelmed by that big picture, right? Um, so one of my favorite fellow astrologers is Austin Kopak. Um, and he's talked about this square as being this energy of the big dream, where you have to imagine bigger goals than you can be reasonably expected to achieve, just in order to get the motivation and momentum to get to something that's more realistically achievable. Um, I think he described it as, as shooting for the stars in order to get to the moon. <laughs> Indeed. I love this. Continu yes. Okay. You know, it's right. Mm -hmm. And so that backdrop of, you know, of, of big dreams um, is still really crucial as we're looking at this, that, that those Virgo in details, right? Um, and there's a need for us to not just, it's really easy sometimes when we're feeling overwhelmed by what's going on in the world to want to, you know, kind of tune out, hide away from it, all of that. And especially with that Virgo focus on details, okay, now you just want to get into your own little thing and avoid what's going on out there, mm -hmm. right? Okay. But again, Virgo does need to be of service. <laughs> <laughs> so that can help. And it's important for us to remember that just because there's this potential for us to be, you know, mistaken about our ability to achieve what we desire or, you know, to be overwhelmed by that big picture, um, just because there's these big forces at work doesn't mean that we shouldn't try. No. Okay. But because the dream is so big and because there's such big transpersonal forces acting on these very personal parts of our lives via all these outer planets that are forming aspects with these inner planets and luminaries in Virgo, um, one by one, that's going to be happening between now and the full moon. We need to choose very carefully what we're going to dedicate ourselves to during this lunar cycle that and sounds pace like, ourselves. It sounds like a good Plenty Saturn. Plenty of self-care. Yeah, it sounds like a good Saturn mantra, which always, since, <laughs> you know, very good, Madam Simon. Because Saturn really does want the goal, will help the climb, but yet it <laughs> needs to be, time is, uh, needs to be spent wisely. As, I mean, it's a commodity. Time is a commodity. It's not just a free enterprise. I mean, for, you know, if I'm relating that well. And, in, you know, you mentioned about the squares, which is very important, which for other 
non-astrologers means tension. It's a mathematical 90-degree um, angle, but it, it it translates into a matter of challenge, struggle, with the idea that there is a, a resolution to, to discover, you know, there's tension involved. Life is has its its motion. So, but the fact... Right. Right. So at any rate, I'm besides that little aside, describing it, this idea of, um, of, of Jupiter uh, in uh, of the great concepts and the big ideas working with somehow the detail, the, the extra part of that, Philip Sedgwick is also another wonderful astrologer and I was reading his uh, Virgo information just to remind people, which so I'll give him credit there, of the great attractor, as it's called, because Sag, um, 27 degrees Sagittarius is the, the direction of the galactic center of the really large picture. And, of course, whenever Jupiter is in its own sign every 12 years, which it is, this becomes a, a, a pro, um, major focus. And so that adds to the dimension that you're talking. I mean, it supports. I'm validating what you're saying, but just in another uh, view of that energy. So it's really what you say is. Um, well, and here's the thing also to remember when we're talking about um, that square energy where you're talking about, you know, the, the tension created by that. Keep in mind that um, the that square is a challenge and a challenge is not necessarily a bad thing. No, it, it can, can get be redeemed. What, right. what gives us this, um, this impetus to, to make changes. Um, uh, it can uh, get us thinking and behaving in new ways that actually lead um, to much more, uh, not just more growth, um, but, uh, you know, a better outcome overall yeah. than we would have had if we just had easy trying. No, it's absolutely all. true. We oftentimes, and that's very important, I mean, however we describe it, but to convey to people that it's, it's rather than put the judgment of negativity, just realize it has a different opportunity. You know, it's an opportunity to really come up with other options, other plans, other way of looking at things. There's sometimes extra input challenge you know is is a good way like a the great sports people they look at life always as a challenge and then they succeed so well i like to think of it as an adventure yeah, okay <laughs> i like that absolutely <laughs> not every um, peak is attained easily yes right but that's the thing is that um part of being successful with the adventure or with climbing the mountain, you know, heading toward that peak that you were talking about, um, is, you know, having that Virgoan concern for health and growth and not beating ourselves up for the pie in the sky dream, but very steadily going toward it. We yes. have a greater capacity um, to achieve what we want with this kind of influence. Um, especially if it's something that will help us with both our own personal growth and our ability to serve our community and our world. And that is, but we're not serving anybody if we burn ourselves out. No, and it is the name of the game when it comes to Virgo, just exactly this, 
it's true that the personal development it is how at which really gives Virgo a great capacity of 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 ability. They are very Virgo is very capable because it does attend to all detail and for the growth. I mean, in the growth process, not to overlook that, but to really emphasize it, it is essential. It is absolutely true. So right, and with um, you know, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, Venus opposed Lilith at this new moon and Lilith is also going to be part of this process with the rest of the Virgo stellium is going to oppose Lilith one by one between now and the full moon Um, and so part of that process of personal growth at this time um, is that we're you know we may find ourselves being tested to see if our goals in the material world are really aligning with our inner truth and how much are we willing to, you know, risk other people thinking, you know, maybe they're, you know, this person is a little strange or, you know, what, what on earth are they doing? You know, this, this way that they have of being doesn't align with, you know, what we think is how things should be. You know, Lilith is about that area where we can feel um, like our inner truth is being rejected by society. But at the same time, there's a need for us to embody our being. Now, Lilith is in Pisces at this point, which can, you know, get us all in our feelings and not really necessarily looking at, at uh, practical, grounded physical matters. And yet there's this, there's this interaction between Virgoan embodiment and that Piscean emotional and intuitive sensitivity. Okay. So one of the things to recognize about oppositions is that this is where the planets can most clearly see each other. So even though technically they're, you know, opposite, it looks like they're opposing each other. They actually have this great capacity for awareness as a result of that position. Perfect word. Yep. One by one, these members of this Virgo stellium are going to go through this process of opposing Lilith. And, you know, she's going to be asking them, you know, are you, are you ready to embody what it is that you feel most deeply, most truly in your core? And are you ready to stand with that? in the face of what could be opposition from the outer world or what could be challenges from the outer world. Are you ready to stand for your inner truth oh. and embody that on a daily basis? Oh, Madam Simon, that is beautiful. I will, we will leave our audience with that thought and we'll come back. This is August 31st with Madam Simon Talk Cosmos about the Virgo New Moon. And we'll be right back. Thank you. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Virgo. By leaving a cycle based on the creative manifested legacy of our highest creative form, the energy of Virgo completes the last sign below the horizon of the self and requires discernment to perfect oneself through the mental process of critical analysis. 
As a mutable earth sign, duly ruled by Mercury, Virgo refines, heals, or fixes through daily routines, developing skills and services to control nature's chaos and maximize efficiency. Hi, this is Eileen Grimes of the Jupiter Rising Show, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Hi again, Talk Cosmos. August 31st, New Moon Virgo with Madam Simon. And Madam Simon just spoke about Lilith in the sense, very importantly in this chart, that it opposes, and it doesn't oppose, that's right, it's, it's opposite, meaning it is a sense of our awareness. And ask the great question, are you ready to embody in our core what we choose? It, because it is really that independence of soul purpose. I mean, I, people can express this in various ways, but Lilith has that definite archetypal purpose to really connect with us on a very um, truthful, independent Con- connection. So are we really connected with it and, and withstanding challenges? And as and it also brings up, I had commented about the Amazon and the, the common denominator that we on a globe are perhaps facing collectively, meaning that there's many reasons why we can all be of service and, and present our idea, our work. But also, I, I had just come into contact with another problem over in Africa. It's interesting. Both of these continents are below the equator. Well, this is South Africa, which is part of Africa that's below the equator. And they're both involved with the environment because they're the prime minister of, of uh, environment is wanting to change the rules of the uh, rhino, the white, white horn and the black horn, and radically shift it, but had opened it up to the public. So it really inspired me, and I wrote a long, lengthy letter and, and on Facebook also and, and publicized it because this is the essential, I think, clues into what Madam Simon was bringing up as far as thinking of, and also in the, these charts going from the new moon, which we are now two weeks into the full moon, when we on one level for this month, we can culminate some of our choices and with the challenges and go ahead. But the fact was radically rethinking that instead of empowering perhaps, because it's monetary, if looking at why are these environments being challenged, it's on a monetary basis. People need survival. You know, Iran is in, in self-surviving uh Taurus, it's one factor. But on the other hand, looking at if it is revenue, if hopefully if there could be, and here's the idealistic sense, and then I'll pass the torches on to Madam Simon, but if possibly the, the energies of these nations could conspire with tourism 
uh, and and education, bringing in and make documentaries. In other words, really elevate these noble, these countries of great dignity of the environment. I mean, everything has dignity, but there's truly embodies, you could say, these great factors of wild animals in Africa and the rainforest in in Brazil. But in other words, turn this, the page to being on a, an entirely different strata to realize that they have the sustainable resource of bringing in, everybody has a camera, you know, people do want the exotic. They want to learn and see things in wholeness rather than fragmented in zoos. You know, refuges are becoming more popular. So it's a lot of work, but it could be that if that, if any of these motivations interested people, it, it could be like many cells, like a honeybee, where people could take one factor and connect with it and work out the details and try to change our paradigm. That's my thought. You've inspired me. Well, part me. of changing that <laughs> paradigm involves, um, you know, understanding our connection to the natural world on a daily basis. You know, this new moon very much connects into that um, with that Virgoan uh, sense of mindfulness the Virgoan trait of embodiment. And then, you know, with these, this series of oppositions to Lilith, Lilith has to do with our beingness, not our doingness, our beingness. And right now she's in Pisces, which is compassionate and has this sense of, of scale, um, you know, very, very large and long-term scale. Um, and so I really think that um, this these oppositions that we're going to be seeing between, you know, uh, Sun, uh, Mercury, Venus, and Mars um, over the next couple of weeks, as part of this whole process with, you know, that, that, ongoing grand earth trine and then the the um, challenges from jupiter and neptune i think we're really being challenged to consider what you know what are we feeling in our souls in our core and in our bodies that relates us to nature and that relates us on a daily basis to our planet um, not just, you know, oh yes, there's these great big overwhelming issues out there, but how do we align ourselves in here internally and in our day-to-day -day environments? Um, you know, with Virgo's emphasis on precision and this process of each of these inner planets forming these aspects with um, with the outers um, and with Lilith, we have this unique capacity now to fine tune whatever parts of our lives these transits are occurring in, our personal lives, right? And then, um, you know, it's almost kind of 
like we're ratcheting up our awareness. It's like this mm -hmm. clockwork mechanism going back and forth. But instead of feeling trapped in the mechanism, we can become liberated by it. If we're willing to mindfully embody our vision of a more healthy world in our daily lives. The systems of our lives are only as good as we make them, right? And if we continue to make systems that only serve a corporate machine that's killing the planet, then of course those systems are going to feel soul crushing and daily life will feel like, you know, some hellish treadmill. But if we imagine for ourselves what kind of daily life would feel amazing on a body and soul level and be in service to our communities and our world. Oh boy. And then work to create systems that can make that happen. Now, just the idea of that feels like something that we're willing to dedicate ourselves to, to really live our purpose day in and day out. It's enthusing, it's sustaining. Yes. So this starts, you know, with this new moon is starting with the Uranian energy of liberation that has been infusing each of these personal planets and luminaries this past week. And it's now electrified this new moon. And now we can use that in inspiration to work through these daily lessons that we're going to encounter with each of these aspects to Saturn, Jupiter, Neptune, Pluto during this lunar cycle so that we can establish the daily habits that will help us to solve the big problems of our lives by first solving the little problems. Yes. Because Virgo loves details. <laughs> right. And Okay. And so through that daily practice, is we can heal ourselves and then our world in the process. We can't heal the world until we're willing to start the process of healing ourselves. And that begins with our daily habits. Um, there's a, a concept in Taoism that is called the day, the virtue of the small. Okay. And that's what I totally, I absolutely think this new, new moon in Vir Virgo is about the day. The small having a ripple effects outward into the, um, a much larger scale. Well, certainly, I'm, I'm just looking at the chart and realizing that right now Jupiter and Venus are the closest in that um, quest of challenging options, as we've redefined. You know, um, yeah, Venus is going to square Jupiter on the second. Yeah, meaning that if that really strongly relates to the start of, of searching, you know, just to respond to what you were saying about the values what values fit uh on a on a broad you know on the on the on the wide spectrum of our belief structures you know what fix what fits and what needs work on and what can be discarded too you know that is a, a big part of everything you can't work on every everything but it, it is part of that and when you say imagine, boy, that's part of Pisces. That's really, I mean, Neptune. That's so beautiful. And Lilith, you know, because to imagine, you know, on the one hand, it can be delusional. There is that, you know, everything has shadow. Everything has strengths. But the strength of it is the imagination. And certainly everything begins with imagination. I think even Einstein said that. But, um, of course, he would use a Pisces, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Right, but this is so great to think because, and all of this really supports the Virgo energy. You know, Virgo, uh, it wants clarity out of 
the chaos, chaos that's not understood, you know, so that uh, there's some safety and, you know, and security. And again, though, in, in this case, it's not just a simple, oh, a one-fit-all. It is looking in this wide angle, you know, like a wide lens, you know, looking at, uh, and I love the fact of you saying how you feel on a daily basis connected to the self with nature because what starts with the self can spread out and then we have that that alignment of thinking of our intentional purpose that we can connect with right and and this is a time when we can we can really get into how we embody on a daily basis um this understanding that yes there's these big transcendental forces shaping our world on a massive scale there's big problems there are big problems right but we can't solve those problems we certainly can't solve those problems with the same kind of thinking that created them yeah. right it's been said that's right. um and and um each one of us no matter how small and insignificant we can feel we can rise up to meet those challenges not so much by going oh yeah oh yeah i've got the great big plan that's going to solve everything but rather how can i tend to things in my life on a regular basis that get me more in alignment with my connections with the world my connections with nature but also with my community, okay? And, and how can I be healthy? Remember, Virgo is very concerned with health. So how can I be healthy? My day-to-day interactions, both just by myself and then also with others surrounding me and have that ripple outward, okay? We've got so many people are feeling so overwhelmed by what's going on in the world in part because their own daily lives can feel so overwhelming. You can't really address those big issues until you address what's going on in your own life. Now that can sometimes lead us to kind of, you know, ostrich, hide our heads in the sand. And, you know, I don't want to look at the big stuff because my own daily life is, is such a struggle. Okay. So this the first steps towards healing the world involve healing ourselves and healing our daily lives. And sometimes that means making choices about, you know, how are we going to handle the mundane day-to-day existence that pulls back a bit from maybe other people's expectations of what we should be doing. Okay. Align ourselves more with our Lilith selves, but at the same time, try to find a healthier relationship. Um, you know, we've got, uh, 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 the skies are going to be really, really busy (laughs) between now and the full moon. We've got lots of opportunities to explore this relationship between the small and the big on a daily basis for the next two weeks. It's very Um, perfectly Virgo organized, isn't it? Because it is step by step you know, on a consistent basis, the daily, that's what the daily is, is every day. 
and on an earth basis and mutable. It's changing, but yet it there is a structure, you know, and when you think of that trine, that, that supportive energy between all the earth, you know, uh, the Uranus of elevation and that six, well, the five planets and the asteroid in Virgo and then the Capricorn, yeah, it, it is a good process. You know, I was looking also at the North Node, thinking of nodes, and I'm looking at it, and there isn't really a lot of distinct uh, signs, but it, it is sextile, meaning it's a connector between uh, the Virgo, by whole sign anyway, also between the, the Taurus and the, uh, the water sign in Cancer. So I'm thinking a lot of this has to do to get, I was thinking how wonderful you're putting uh, that, that there's lots of opportunity coming up just because of the moving, this, this collection of planets that are in the Virgo degrees that are slowly transiting in relationship to the quick, they move quicker, the personal planets, and to to the larger planet, which would be the slower planet, which right now we're speaking of is Jupiter. And, but interestingly, so I'm also thinking that, okay, so that's how we're going to eventually move towards uh, the North Node, which we want to integrate. But in the meantime, a lot of this is also letting go of the South Node, which is in the Capricorn, along with structure of Saturn and the transformational of Pluto, you know, choosing, you know, it's work. It's going to be um, some real choices here, what to, what to keep and what to let go, what to renovate, how to move. You know, it's a. Well, I like to think of um, this line of cancer as being about um, the family you choose, mm. just the family you're born into the family you choose and the community of the heart. Um, And with the North node in cancer, um, you know, I'm glad you brought up that sextiling because um, we're going to see sextiles between the personal planets and the North node. Um, And it's, it's like the node, the North node is this, this bridge, <laughs> this intermediary, the nodal axis is actually this bridge um, in this process between these personal planets and these trans- transcendental planets, okay? Mm-hmm. And so as we're looking at these areas that, uh, these forces that the personal pr- planets represent in our lives and how they're dealing with very personal things. And then we're looking at that big picture, the transcendental planets, the family that we choose, the community of the heart, the ability to, um, to find safe space in which to be emotionally vulnerable and to share that with others. That's where we bridge that gap between the small and the big. That's just beautiful, Madam Simon. I love that, yes. And thinking of, again, looking at the new moon with Mars and Mars so close. I mean, the new moon is 6 degrees, 46, and Mars is 7, 49, 6. It's just exactly a degree away. And then 
Venus, you know, a few a few degrees further. But the point is, is that masculine, feminine, the many ways that the, the unity that we all have to different um, different balances. But it is finding that wholeness, that connection of heart and spirit. That is, I like this. I appreciate your way of looking at the Cancerian energy here that we're all globally working towards for the next nine months. You know, it'll be another quite haul, quite a while that we're still. Right. There's, you know, there's a lot of challenge in, um, in this time period when, you know, people can be very polarized politically. Um, there's this challenge to remember that we are all, you know, we're one human race. We're one planet. We have this one home that we are all living on as we're, you know, hurtling through space. <laughs> and, um, and that Cancer North node is about, you know, finding ways to, um, to be emotionally vulnerable with each other um, without, you know, attacking each other, without uh, dividing into camps so much, but finding, you know, who, who's your tribe and who, who resonates well with you and how can you then share and connect with others in ways that are not going to divide you further they are not going to divide our planet further, but are instead going to help us unite to save our world. Mm, that's a you know, I'm good cause. I, I can't put, I can't uh, put too fine a point on it. We're we're in danger for our lives. That's what climate change and and all of this environmental destruction are doing to us. They're they're threatening the entire planet, and so. We need to remember that we are all connected and at the same time, you know, honor those individual differences and honor our sensitive spots. Um, and I think that this Virgo season where we are being asked to work on our own personal stuff, that, that bridging that I mentioned between, you know, by the, the, the nodal axis that bridge between the personal planets and the transpersonal planets, we can use that to help remember, yes, we are all connected, even as we are all working on our individual stuff, even as we are all trying to make it through our, our day-to-day lives um, yeah. and deal with, you know, the mundane grind of our current you know, socioeconomic system and all of that. But it, yes, um, because if you do connect... Mm. Sorry? Well, I was just thinking, yes, because if one does connect into what, like you were mentioning, if Lilith really strongly aligns to our truthful, um, how we feel it really is our independently truthful beingness, then that's exciting to work on. That, that gives you fuel and energy to connect with others. And I just wanted to bring up that September 18th, Saturn is going to go direct, and of course that will help, you know, some of the work <laughs> yes. involved, yes, because right now there's a lot of fact, factorial 
I don't know if factorial is the right word, but factors, you know, levels, phases of incremental steps. Briefly, and then we'll come right back. Next week, uh, on let's see, that'll be September 7th, Dana Bernbach will be returning, and Dana and I have done three talks for in the beginning of this second cycle for Aries, Taurus, and Gemini concerning the Kabbalah letters associated with that sign. And for Virgo, it's Yud or Yod, Y-O-D. So that'll be next week. And tonight I'm speaking with Madam Simon. And you can find Madam Simon. Any information, if you want to get in touch with her, go to talkcosmos.com, the guest's Information is always kept there, and we keep it up to date. And also, if you want to listen to any programs, you can subscribe to podcastone.com, and they have all the archival talks, which you can also find online with Talk Cosmos. And so that's it. And at the moment, we are still talking about the new moon and Speaking of our liberation, I think, here of new ideas. So if you had a thought here, please share it again, Madam Simon. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess we're... Well, we were talking... You're right. I, I jumped right in, and we're talking to the connection to the natural world on a daily basis. And when I spoke of liberation, I was thinking really of of the idea of looking at Uranus as it connects. And then we're talking about letting go of some of our past ideas and the nodal access with the connection of our heart and spirit. I mean, there's many, many things that we've spoken about. It's been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. <laughs> I'm so glad to, yes, connect. Yes, I think the, the real key um, for us to remember um, during this lunar cycle, remember our new moon is a time for setting intentions um, so that as the moon grows toward fullness, we're building something in our life or, or growing that intention, right? Mm. Um, and so the, the intention for a new moon in Virgo is very grounded, very embodied, um, and very mindful. And so... I just think that if we can work with those three principles, embodiment, mindfulness, um, and groundedness, being very present with our day-to-day actions over the next couple of weeks, and really feeling what that feels like for us, and making changes according to what actually feels right on that deep level. Remember that awareness between the personal planets and Lilith that's going to be going on. Oh, it's perfect. Um, yeah, that's Virgo. We this, yeah, we have this chance to really embody our truth on that higher level oh, good. through our daily action. Virgo can fix the chaos and lead health. That's very good on a personal basis. Thank you, yeah. Madam Simon. It's always a good pleasure and there are archives with madam simon so check out talk cosmos <laughs> all right until thank again. you sue yes 
Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars. Thank you.